Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good, good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat. What are you coming in with, Justin? Of course, this is our first day back. What was that? They're here. Poltergeist, that? 1982. Oh, wow. Why wow. are we coming back? Such a weirdo. Justin, <laughs> welcome to the show. We're back from vacation. Good We're excited morning. to be here. It's like we never lost a step. 6.05 a.m. on the West Coast, and I'm already thoroughly confused with my own show. <laughs> Uh, we do have a great show coming up for you today. Uh, we're going to be uh, covering some of the stories we missed while we were gone. And so what did I miss here in about 15 minutes from right now? And uh, today's going to be a little personal. We're going to be sharing some stories of our time away. Uh, what did we do on vacation? I um, feel like we were gone for years. Ever. It feels like forever. And the things that we crammed into a week and a half, the two of us, I, I, thought I did we a tour of back. Europe that felt like three months long and three minutes at the same time. Yeah. I don't know where I am right now. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, but we do have a great show coming up for you. Also, keeping you updated on the latest on the Delta variant. Uh, I came back to a very different Los Angeles as I was gone. I saw the mask mandate go back yeah. into effect. Uh, largest city in the country right now with a full mask mandate once again. Um, so we want to keep you informed as always, but also entertained because that's what we do here at Channel Q. Uh, Michaela, I don't want to do news on the beat yet. I don't either. Hi, good morning, honey. I want to honey. talk about your messy bun. I haven't seen you in two weeks. I know. Does my hair look a little longer? I've been uh, taking hair vitamins. It's in a bun. It's in a bun, so I can't like a fuller bun. Answer you sure? Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Mine's long too. I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow. It's a I love bit shaggy. it. Yes. How have you been feeling? Um, oh, wow, St. Louis, indoor mask mate starting again today, just uh, coming up live on the well, screen, so other cities are following. Um, no, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling yeah. okay. A little jet lagged. Yeah. I got in Saturday night, uh, and then I sort of lay low. Whenever I come back from vacation, I learned years ago to not come back the day before work. Yeah, so much better. Give myself an extra day. I'm still jet lagged. I wake up at about two in the morning, I lay there and stare into the the abyss and i wonder what's going on and then i look at the time in lisbon portugal and i'm like oh this is the time i would wake up so yeah. that explains that it kind of works though because we have to wake up so early yeah kind of gave you a little head start today sure yeah i don't want that much of a head start though i hope it goes I away know. soon uh no i was excited to come back to see my fiance of course but more importantly my dog yeah i missed kingston so much and he missed you so much he was so excited to see me he peed all over me I love it. When do, when do puppies stop peeing from excitement? When does that happen? He might just always pee a little oh, bit. Oh, great. Yeah. Not he a loves little you. bit. It's a full, de- like a downpour. Uh, speaking of downpour, it rained did we last wake up night. to rain? Yes. Yeah. I was like, what? This weather has been. We were in Vegas for almost a week and a half. First of all, it was a thousand billion degrees. It was so hot. Mm-hmm. But then at one point, randomly, it started pouring rain and then it just 
stopped. Oh, and it, I was like, what is that? Does it do that? that often in Vegas? No. Yeah, it doesn't rain here a whole lot either because we're also in a drought. But then I was in Barcelona, and I'm going to tell you something. Don't go to Barcelona in July. Why? It's Raining? so hot. Oh, it's so hot. It was so hot and so humid. Yeah. You were in the only part of Europe that didn't get flooded. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Oh, congratulations. I was by the water. I love the city. Yeah. I can't wait to hear it. I want to know everything. I want to know what you ate. I want to know how you feel. I'm going to share all the stories. Yes. But right now, it is time for news on the beat. All right. Well, people in the U.S. who aren't fully vaccinated should avoid bars or restaurants because of the increased risk of contracting COVID-19. The advice, which mirrors the same advice we were getting about a year ago, is another sign of the U.S. pandemic backslide. Dr. Anthony Fauci said yesterday the country is going in the wrong direction as vaccination rates fall and models project a worst-case scenario of 4,000 deaths a day if things don't improve. The vaccine divide is a political one. Polling shows many Americans in conservative states remain deeply skeptical of the vaccine, and many say they'll never get one. However, more conservative leaders are joining the calls to get vaccinated as the Delta variant rips through vulnerable communities. I'm going to say this. Coming back to a mask mandate again, I don't give a flying F about the people who are unvaccinated anymore. You've had yeah. all the time. Of course, there are exclusions for people who maybe have health concerns or reasons they can't get the vaccine. I get that. Um, however, you've had plenty of time to get the vaccine. It's free. I'm tired of my life now being dictated by the choice of those yeah. who choose not to follow medical like breakthroughs in science. Yeah. That's not on me anymore. I don't want to keep. I don't want to keep sacrificing well, because people are point. stubborn. If you don't want to get the vaccine, you've made the decision yeah, to say fine. if you get it, then you get it. Yeah, so that's why on you. do we have to shut our world down? Absolutely. Because I'll tell you what. I'm as of right now fully booked the rest of my weekends through December with singing gigs, and I have missed it so much. Mm-hmm. I sang this week. It felt so good. I felt alive again. And um, I will be devastated if we get shut down. I feel like so many people feel that way. Lisa's starting to DJ again. I don't, know, yeah, I don't know that the collective psyche of America could withstand another significant shutdown. I don't think so. I don't think it would go the same. The first time we were like, okay, we can be patient for a bit. Now, I don't think it would be the same result. Losing their minds. And I, and I sure as heck I'm not going to do it because people are too, too stubborn and too arrogant to get a stupid shot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, in other news, a group of senators held a flurry of meetings over the weekend in hopes of getting a viable bipartisan infrastructure bill done today. The key is making sure key Democrats feel like their issues are represented, like Senator Tom Carper, who has concerns over lack of funding for water projects while appeasing as many Republicans as possible, who are generally grumbling over the cost. The bipartisan effort is one part of a two-track strategy to advance the White House's sweeping economic agenda. As Democrats lay the groundwork to advance the $3.5 trillion package expanding the social safety net. Uh, All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. Uh, It's going to be very hot places if you're in uh, Vegas. It's so hot, I can't get over it. A high of 79 uh, with rain today in L.A., 90 in Vegas, a high of 95 in Palm Springs with a flash flood warning 99 in Houston, 91 in Kansas City, 88 in Miami, and 91 in Baltimore. I'll tell you, there's nothing like hot, hot, hot weather and then just a downpour. It's worse. If you don't believe in climate change, uh, start paying attention. I was reading this article the other day about how certain cities 
how the average climate over the 10 years has shifted in certain cities. Like to live in Philadelphia now is almost like living in Atlanta, Georgia 10 years ago. Justin? Seattle had its high, hottest temperature on record, I think, last week. This is crazy. Which, and it's happening consistently. Yeah, consistently. So the map, like the global map of like weather is just shifting completely. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, okay. Why don't you give us a vibe of the day? I've been waiting for this. Striving for success without hard work is like trying to harvest where you haven't planted. You got to plant That's the seed, then water it, people. Yeah. All right, coming up, the Olympics have officially begun, but not everyone is tuning in, according to NBC. We've got the details, and so what did I miss next? So what did I miss? What did we, uh, I miss? We took a little time off, and I'll be honest with you. I didn't look at the news once while I was on vacation. I don't think anybody looks at the news I just checked my work email this morning. It had 50-some really insignificant emails. Our boss didn't send us any. I know. He was awesome. They were mostly media requests for opportunities for interviews and things like that. So I really have no idea what's going on in the world. But one thing I would not miss, regardless of where I was on the planet, um, the Olympics. But I did. Yeah. I didn't watch... I am so obsessed with the Olympics, and I was even trying to make a plan uh, to watch the opening ceremonies while I was in Lisbon with my friend. It was our last day together there, and I thought, you know, I'll set an alarm, I'll set a reminder. I had zero interest, and apparently I'm not the only one because NBC has announced that viewership of the opening ceremonies in Tokyo uh, hit a 33-year low during the opening ceremonies this year. Now, granted, things have changed. Uh, people view things differently. Uh, a lot of a lot of streaming. Their numbers on Peacock and other streaming outlets have gone up. However, uh, I mean, we're talking London, for instance. London, about 41 million people tuned in mm-hmm. to watch. You know how many people tuned in to watch this one in the United States? Just under 17 million. Wow. More people watch Sunday night football on average throughout the football season than this. 18 million people watched Oprah Winfrey interview Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. I mean, yeah. they're pretty bad numbers. You know, though, I think it's been so controversial. I will say what I was able to check out. People were really upset uh, for Shikari Richardson. And yes. uh, then it was kind of a slap in the face when Meghan Rapinoe and Sarah Bird... Um, Did like a CBD thing. Yes. thing. And, you know, then people were like, well, this is also Megan Rapinoe who kneeled for the national anthem. And now Sarah Bird's like holding the American flag. Like, I just think that we're in such a divide right now. Yeah. And I don't know if we're going to. I think we're also watching cancel culture canceling itself in so many ways. Like Megan Rapinoe was like supposed to be this white lesbian woman in the face of like standing up for mm-hmm. other black women and then they didn't say anything really in regards to Shikari Richardson yep. and they come out with the cannabis it was the whole thing is well, weird. Well then they try to make the differentiation between CBD and and THC and there is a difference to be made of course. However, however, mm-hmm. when THC is legal in so many states across the country including the ones where Shikari is from, Oregon, uh it needs to be a different conversation. Yeah. You know, when, when, and there was not one person of color in regards to the CBD thing either, yeah, which was just... It's just the, 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 the privilege of it all. Yeah. The whiteness of it all. Is yeah. Pretty problematic. Yeah. Also, I think, you know, people are still dying. This Delta variant is real. The people of Japan did not want this, this Olympics. And I think that we have so much on our minds. We're like, who wants to tune into this right now? It's a lot to commit yourself to two weeks of watching competition. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. I'll watch Simone Biles because I'm not an animal, of course. <laughs> uh, but beyond her, 
Eh. Yeah. What else? What else? We well, got there's going on? more privilege. Uh, Jeff Bezos and Sir Richard Branson. Oh God. Uh, These guys are not astronauts yet, but they were able to uh, fly to space uh, with a few billion dollars. But this is again another funny situation because uh, Jeff Bezos is kind of getting dragged because he was like, "I want to thank you know everybody that's ordered from yeah. Amazon and my employees. You made this happen, all of you." I'm like. Yeah, and people are like, "Well, there are stories. We need the money. There are stories. Yeah, there are stories coming out that uh, employees at Amazon plants, you know, can't take a five minute break. That they're going to the restroom in buckets because they're afraid to walk away from their station long enough to use the restroom. How inhumane is that? Yeah, it's just disgusting. Well, especially when Jeff and three other crew members uh, flew on Blue Origin spacecraft, uh, and they were able to like." enjoy themselves and and it was like this whole big deal and you know it's i think it was very tone deaf somebody also said of course his ex-wife is like giving to all these incredible non-profits with her money oh it's on and social media like yeah the wives of these men yeah they're like doing all of this great work and then jeff bezos has like what appears to be the rocket ship in itself. What was like, the, what was the line you say as your kid? Women go to uh, something to oh, get more, and then yeah. men go to Jupiter women and get more go, stupider? Yeah, women go to... Uh, oh, what Where do the it? women go? Women go to college to get more knowledge. knowledge. Men go to Jupiter to, to get, get more, more stupider. And they're like, these men are literally proving this. Yeah, Just in thoughts? Well, I was also thinking one of the other people in that Blue Origin flight was an 18-year-old kid who got it for his graduation present. Wow. Yeah, I know. The privilege of it all, right? It's just... Here's the thing. I never want to cut down ingenuity and creativity and science. No. I, that can happen. But to do it in a time like this and in a way that's so tone deaf, when your employees, when you're – the amount of money you make in an hour – I was reading Jeff Bezos makes more in an hour than like – I forget it was like a, an employee could make – an average employee would make it like 200 years or something. Like in an hour. Yeah, it's crazy. The divide there. If you don't understand how much greed is at place with these large, large corporations – you're not paying attention. It's just really, really sad to me. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, it's very self-serving. Well, we love here at the Morning Beat when um, people share their truth, right? They, yeah. they come out of the closet sometimes and reveal themselves to the world, and they're celebrated. Well, a member of the Nashville Predators, uh, it's an NHL hockey team, by the name of Luke Prokop, Prokop? Prokop? Uh, uh, says he's gay and hopes that living an authentic life uh, is the first step in the right direction for him. He's 19 years old. Um, he made the announcement on Instagram. Uh, now he is not. He's not an active member. He's in the NHL, correct, Justin? But he's not really like the guy yet. He's in the Predators organization, but he's not on the you know. Pro he's team. in like the farm league, correct? The lower league, yeah. Try, but he is 19 years old, so he could make himself you know make his way there eventually. Uh, I love it. Hockey, you wouldn't think of as being the most. Uh, open, I guess, sport uh, for for men to come out as gay, uh, but 19 years old. I like this story better than I like the guys who have, you know, retired and moved on and then come out later because they felt like they couldn't do it while they're in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it takes guts, so yeah. uh, hopefully hopefully uh, he continues to improve and, and makes his way to the NHL. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, those are some of the stories, and so what did I miss? Now, coming up, Gator. Is it a thing? I feel like I've always had really great Mine's gaydar. Mine's so good. Until I had a crush on a gay boy named David Hernandez and then realized later many years that I was also <laughs> gay. So besides that part, there's a new study coming out we're going to discuss next. 
All right, so I came back from my vacation uh, and saw this video that had gone viral. Uh, and it's uh, based on some research, uh, some science that uh, explains gaydar. We all believe we have the best gaydar on Earth. Yes. Um, but uh, here is here is some of those findings broken down by a guy named uh, we call him Heart Rob Thro- or Heart Throb Rob. Uh, he's big on social media. My uh, fiance's had a major major crush on him. His name is Rob is it Anderson Anderson. Um, he's a hottie. Yeah. And. If we ever met him in person, I'd probably be nervous because our friend circles are closer and closer. We have some friends in common, but I've never met him yet. If my fiance does meet him, though, I'm a goner. Like, he's leaving me. Oh, good. That's good to know. He's a huge crush on him. Okay. Uh, And and here's a little (laughs) bit of why. Just take a listen. How does gaydar work? Gaydar is a superior genetic trait specific to gay people that allows them to identify each other discreetly. It evolved out of a necessity to survive the bizarre world that heterosapiens have created with things like religion, cryptocurrency, and eating fondue at the mall. Wait, wait, wait. wait not cryptocurrency and eating fondue at the mall. But I can also relate because I'm like, what is cryptocurrency again? No, like I just – during my trip to Europe, I just really sort of got a grasp on my Apple wallet and electronic I love credit the cards. Apple so I'm just there. Cryptocurrency is light years away from me. Yeah, give me. me another two years. But he continues. Sharing a similar science to earthquakes, gay people send and receive small vibrations <laughs> through the ground that only they can feel at the same frequency as Mariah's whistle tone. This is how the monsters could locate <laughs> Reba McIntyre in the movie Tremors. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Not, Not Mariah Carey's whistle tone. How did he get Mariah Carey and Reba McIntyre in a Tremors reference in the same sentence? Because it's That's iconic. Just, it's just because genius. Because he's gay. Because well, gay people know how to do things. Because we're wittier. Yeah. we have to be. Yeah, we have to make up for all the trauma we experience. Yeah, if we're not witty, we get beat up or something. Yeah. Call it out. <laughs> okay. Continue. There are many ways to use gaydar, like gay whiplash. After a first pass at eye contact, a second faster double take is initiated and reverberates into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, okay. Listen to me. You're, you have to find your people, and it takes a double look. That one's very, very true. I've always said, listen, just because I'm not in the diet doesn't mean I can't look at the menu. Yeah. Right? My partner and I both understand. I like when he flirts a little bit. He likes when I flirt. It's okay, right? We're respectful about it. My friend Therese, when I was with her in, in Europe, she asked me actually oddly about gaydar. She's like, how real is it? I'm like, oh, it's real. She's like, because I've seen guys' necks almost snap off their bodies checking yeah. you out. And I'm like, wait, what? I don't usually know. I don't usually know if I'm getting checked out. But she goes, how do you communicate? Because she did catch me a couple of times. She's like, how did you communicate with him? I'm like, eh. She's like, is it like a glance? I'm like, of course. And then if there's a little bit longer eye hold, then you know. Yes. And then you do give the sort of like over your shoulder, look over your shoulder back at them as you walk by. Do you if... do the over the shoulder look yes. to see? Yes. I I'm never like, do. I'm curious. I If they take a look at me, I keep it moving, I, honey. I flirt hard. No, my flirting tactic is like a look and then I just strut. Then you play hard to get and they never find you. And then I never, I actually don't even know if they like even like you. I'm just like. Watch me walk away. Well, you're in luck because uh, not only did he talk about the the gaydar habits and scientific findings of gay men. And uh, brought in the les? For sure. Another method is lesbian apparel pheromones. There are some clothes, like a beanie, that look different to gay women when another gay woman wears it. The gaydar trade- Wait. Wait. When Lisa wears a beanie. Is, is a beanie her thing? I know she wears like the little bucket no. cap more, or like the little... Uh... Yeah, her she wears a different kind of hat. But a beanie... We've decided this is a, an ongoing joke. I just put my nose ring back in. But... Uh, a beanie would go great with that beanie, nose ring. I just bought one. <laughs> I literally just bought one. But the nose ring and the beanies are it right now. And that's no. how you know. And they wear it different. Again, I don't know how to differentiate. I don't know how we differentiate, but we just know when it's like... 
lesbian. Lesbian! Okay, keep listening. The gaydar trait is only accurate in person. In an experiment at the Chromatica Institute, gay and straight men scored the same when asked to identify homosexuals from photos alone. However, gay participants did spot the other gay participants, and later, all hooked up. (laughs) All hooked up. It is so true, though. You kind of always know when somebody's like family. Yeah. You kind of figure it out. I don't even know how, but you really do. You, like, find each other. We were in um, Long Beach this weekend, which is sort of kind of gay, but we... Yeah, they have a big pride down there every year. Yeah, Yeah. but we were at a very, like, straight presenting place. However, we, like, spotted the lesbians, and we were like... What's up, gals? You give it a little nod. Yeah, you're Lesbian. just uh-huh. well. My flight to I think my flight from Newark to Lisbon at the beginning of my trip, uh, I my flight attendant uh, had to deal with some sort of an a hole at the very beginning. He got on the plane very drunk. The flight was delayed a bit, and this guy was really really wasted. And he went up to the flight attendant at the very beginning and said, "Hey, where's my seat? I don't know where to sit." And he had his uh, he had his uh, camera on him and the flight attendant's like um excuse me take that camera out of my face why are you recording me um and i'll gladly show you your seat and it kind of got a little bit heated mm. so i said to the guy i was like and i was like oh he's gay for sure and i was like hey that guy was obviously an a-hole you handled it very well i think he was upgraded we were flying business class i was like i'm not going to fly economy for this by myself so i flew business class yeah and i think he got upgraded so he didn't really know how to handle himself or where to sit he didn't understand how seating works and the whole flight the little flight attendant was flirting with me, and uh, we exchanged Instagrams. He recognized me. He's like, yeah. do I know you from TV? How do I know you? I'm like, maybe. He's like, yeah, I totally know who you uh-huh. are. And I was like, okay, cool. This is kind of hot. And then I followed him on Instagram. He's a little cutie. He travels the world. Uh, he's also a drag queen. Oh, And love. has tattoos everywhere. I was like, you're, yes. you check off a lot of boxes. I think his name's Taylor. So if uh, if you're looking for somebody, I can set you up with this guy. Yeah. I forget where he, I think he's based in Newark, maybe. Or Atlanta. I think Atlanta. He's a little hottie, though. Cute. And we knew just the moment he had to deal with that a-hole, I was like, hmm. We locked eyes You're for like, a split second. like, stand together. And I'm like, I got your back. I will I will fight for you yeah, if I it got comes you. down to it. But can I have a free shirt today? A free, please. Girl, I was business class. Everything was free. Oh, great. See, it's new for me. <laughs> Did, didn't even know it was free there. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Uh, some major, major news for one of my personal favorite celebrities on the planet. Michaela has that for you and what's popping in just a moment. Real quick, I do want to remind you, our show is also a podcast. If you can't listen to us in real time, head over to odyssey.com. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. Uh, download the Odyssey app and you can listen to the Morning Beat wherever you take your mobile device. That's simple. That's simple. Uh, speaking of mobile devices, I bet they were banned at this wedding. Uh, who got married? Okay, this is such a huge surprise. Uh, insecure star Issa Rae packed her bags, headed to the south of France, and had a dream wedding. Just posted about it, and also still like posted about it in such a mysterious and fabulous way. She was like, "Oh, I had the chance to like try on this Vera Wang dress. So embarrassing! All these girls showed up in the same dress." Uh-huh. And then I borrowed this husband, but it's her wedding, and it, she looks stunning, phenomenal. Ooh. She looks incredible, and um, I think it's just such a surprise because she's kept it so uh, quiet. Now, 
Back in April 2019, fans did speculate that Issa received a proposal from her longtime love after she was spotted wearing a ring on her Essence cover. But when appearing on The View soon after the reveal, the actress brushed off the speculation by sharing, I've got a lot of rings on my finger. I wear jewelry, you know? And uh, that was it. But she just... She she really is the face and the voice of her generation. Uh, She's so incredibly talented. I've known her for many, many years. I used to date uh, one of her friends years ago, way before she ever got uh, on TV or famous for Insecure. And she's just one of the nicest, funniest, most humble human beings in the world. She's super supportive of my yeah. fiance. He got to interview her one time for like an hour Ugh. at this Macy's event. Incredible. And ever since then, she's like supports all his social media. She comments, she DMs him. She's wonderful. That's wonderful. And she's like legit, legit big time. Yeah, Ugh. she really is. She's just living in her season right now. And so that's so great for her. They make a beautiful, beautiful I also don't couple. see her season coming to an end anytime soon. At all. Like she's got so much in the works right now. At post insecure, yeah. final season is coming out, you know, next year. But uh, whew, yeah, I can't wait to see what she does next. I love it. All right. Well, speaking of the south of France, you were also in Europe this sure was. week and a half. I want to hear all your stories from your vacation, and we'll share all of that uh, with you guys coming up next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Coming up this hour in about 15 minutes. If you're thinking about traveling internationally, uh, I just did that this last uh, couple of weeks, and I've got some tips for you. I'm also going to share some of my personal stories from my time in Portugal and Spain. Uh, and then a little bit later on in the show, Michaela is going to share uh, some of her adventures from the last couple of weeks as we took some time off to refresh and reset. Yeah. Uh, but right now, though, it is time for news on the beat. Michaela, our trans athletes are making some waves. Uh, well, not waves, I wouldn't say necessarily. <laughs> that that, re- that requires a swimming pool. Uh, but they're making moves in Tokyo. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're making us proud. Uh, what do you have for us? So it's a big deal. Uh, while Laurel Hubbard became the first transgender athlete to qualify for the Olympics, the event she's competing in, weightlifting in the super heavyweight category, um, <clears throat> does not begin until August 2nd. There's a Another uh, star coming out with the name Quinn, a soccer star for the Canadian women's national team, came out as transgender in September. And now this week, they became the first openly trans athlete to participate in an Olympic competition. Quinn now uses they, them pronouns and only goes by the the mononym Quinn. They have played for their country since 2013, and they earned a bronze medal with the team at the 2016 Olympics. At this Olympics, they started in the Canadians team first game on July 21st against the host nation, Japan. Um, But acknowledging their history-making moment, Quinn said in a post on Instagram... They don't know how to feel. Uh, I feel proud seeing Quinn up on the lineup and on my accreditation. Uh, But I also feel sad knowing there were Olympians before me unable to live their truth because of the world. Listen, that's a really big deal, though. It's history making and it's something that we've been fighting for. And um, I'm very proud of Quinn. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people think this is like the end of sports as we know it. Uh, I see it as an opportunity to celebrate something new. Absolutely. I agree with you. That's so not all that new, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, trans individuals and athletes have existed yeah. forever. There's just visibility yeah. now. Mm-hmm. All right. In other news, people in the U.S. who are not fully vaccinated should avoid bars or restaurants because of the increased risk of contracting COVID-19. The advice, which mirrors the same advice we were getting about a year ago, is another sign of the U.S. pandemic backslide. Dr. Anthony Fauci said yesterday the country is going in the wrong direction as vaccination rates fall and models project a worst-case scenario of 4,000 deaths a day if things don't improve. 
The vaccine divide is a political one. Polling shows many Americans in conservative states remain deeply skeptical of the vaccine, and many say they'll never get one. However, more conservative leaders are joining the calls to get vaccinated as the Delta variant rips through vulnerable communities. It's just... Uh, just get vaccinated. Listen, yeah, if you're not vaccinated now, stay home. It's on you. Yeah. I'm not going to keep putting my life on pause because of you. Get the stupid shot. Yeah, just do it. Just get the stupid shot. If yeah. you can. Sure. I mean, yeah, there are... Uh, even saying that... Even saying that, though, gives so many people, like, in their minds, like, oh, I, I, I can't get it. No, there are very, very few people who actually, physically, for health reasons, cannot get the shot. Or age. Yeah, very few. Yeah. Right? By and large, the people who are not getting them are healthy and able, and the shot is free. Yeah. Go get the stinking shot. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, 49.1% of Americans are fully vaccinated. 49.1. Remember what our goal was, 70%? We're at 49. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so sad. It's political. And people are losing their lives because they believe these Republicans who are just telling them lies. Well, they're losing their lives. And also, I mean, everyone was so happy. Uh, Their mental health is getting better. Oh, AJ, I think Justin's trying to tell you something. Indiana Governor uh, Clay Higgins says he has COVID for the second time. A people, GOP people representative, are reinfected. Re- representative uh, Clay Higgins. Yeah, I, yeah. And these are Republicans. Yeah, because they act like it doesn't exist. It's not real. Yeah, and, and just because you got it so once, and you can't get it again. Well, the governor I was reading of, I was Alabama, I believe, uh, what's her name? I can't think of her name. She was saying, "K I V." Yeah, oh, she's like, "Listen, she can't even just go get the shot, people." Yeah, and her, she's like, "I don't know why, why the numbers are low. It's because your party, yeah, your party's telling these people who are not educated." The, their worst fears. Yeah. They're saying it's going to like kill you. They're going to track you. It's all these weird things. That they, it's not true. Just yeah. go get the shot. Sterilizing, yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Yep. All right, well, let's get into some weather. It's going to be a high of 91 in Baltimore, 81 in Buffalo, 88 in Sacramento, 97 in India with a flash flood warning, and 95 in Cathedral City. Now, uh, give us a vibe of the day. Here's my vibe. Striving for success without hard work is like trying to harvest where you haven't planted. Mmm, that's a good one, babe. You know what I didn't miss? What? Talking about politics. I know. And COVID. I know, yeah. I miss vacation. I miss vacation, too. Well, listen, (laughs) we're going to relive your vacation because coming up, AJ's going to spill all the tea uh, about what he did for his week and a half off in Europe. uh, Coming up next. Oh, sexy. On. I love it, Flamenco music. I was just in Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah. Well, listen, I want to know all about it because it was your birthday. Sure happy, was. happy birthday, Thank babe. you. I Nobody said it, it yet since I've been here. Nobody said it. I know. I, I wrote you on your birthday. Don't even start with me. Oh. Where? I did. Where? <laughs> Instagram. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I haven't I looked at I any didn't of it. I want to text you because I, I yeah. was afraid I was going to. I literally haven't looked at anything. And what? I had international, so you could have texted me. I had well, you did whole, yeah. re- respond with a heart, so uh, oh, I you did. did notice. I go through and just heart everything. I don't really look at well, most of what yeah. people say to me. I'm, I'm glad to know I'm special. <laughs> well, you had a fabulous week and a half. I want to know all about it because we decided to take vacation. Uh-huh. You went to Europe. Uh, you spent it with your bestie who sends, who also has a birthday the day after you? Two days after me, yeah. Yeah. So last year, the plan was that I was turning 40 and she was going to come home or I was going to go to Europe and we were going to do something really cool for my 40th, right? Because my friend Therese, Dr. Therese, she's a therapist. We've had she her on the show. In, she's amazing. Yep, she's great. She lives in Lisbon, Portugal. Well, she got stuck there during the pandemic. She still lives there, but she was not able to come home. She came home a few months ago to get her vaccines and then went back finally. Um, but yeah. 
I stayed with her in Lisbon uh, for about a week or so. Uh, and then we went on to Barcelona, Barcelona, yes, for three days. Say it. Uh, and uh, I treated us to a little getaway. Uh, because it, it, you got to remember when you're visiting somebody on vacation, they're not on vacation. She was still working. I was on vacation. She oh, works yeah, as a therapist, though, true. so she really works like two days a week for a few hours. It's really super simple. She works as a, as a digital nomad. Everything is online. Um, but traveling during a pandemic is a little more stressful, but it's not that bad. Yeah. It really isn't. You wear a mask on the plane. You take it off to have food and drinks. Um, I, w- I did find that everybody in Europe, uh, masks are not really political there. Everybody just wears them. They're like, yeah, yeah this is what you do for people. Uh, that was nice. But I will tell you, Lisbon is a little known gem. If you don't know about Portugal, it has a very troubled past. They were they were colonizers. They're, they're Christopher Columbus, Portugal, right? Um, but the country is very humble and very welcoming. There are a lot of expats, a lot of people who live there because it's very affordable. And Lisbon is stunning, Love. honey, stunning. All the building, buildings like this, like yellow, kind of mustard yellow color or like a sea foam or like a coral color. Uh, they're known for their bright tiles uh, and anchovies, which I ate everywhere. Wow. And sardines, sardines, they're known for their sardines. Uh, everything there was fantastic. Port wine everywhere I went. Uh, and then Barcelona, I loved. Barcelona, I will say, is a very different vibe, though. Is it? Uh, yeah. It's, it's sort of, it smells like New York City, meaning that it's hot and stinky in the summertime. It was a <laughs> gazillion degrees there. Uh, and it's very hectic. Even though people there said that it's like a ghost town right now because of COVID, it was still a little bit too much for yeah. me. Yeah. I loved it. We went to uh, uh, La Sagrada Familia, the big uh, Gaudi's big church that's been under construction for 200 years it was stunning as a catholic you would fall in love with it it's just it's like it screams michaela gordon i love it's like, it <laughs> do you know the word gaudy comes from gaudy the oh, artist I love and it, it is gaudy honey oh i love there's it there's so much going on everywhere you look uh but just stunning um okay so what was your favorite moment what was like the number one <sighs> i loved this is silly I was going to sleep one night at midnight, and my fiance and my mom both FaceTime me within seconds of each other to wish me happy birthday. I love that my fiance did it, but my mom beat him by a few seconds. And the fact that my mother even knew where on the map Portugal was and how oh to find gosh. out what time it was there with the big time difference, it was kind of surprising to me. I loved that. Um, I, I don't know. There's so much about it that I loved. I... I got to see so much. Uh, there's a, a palace called Sintra, which is right outside of, of Lisbon, that is stunning and beautiful. And the history and the architecture, and we went hiking through the mountains. It was nice and cool. We just ate food everywhere. Yeah. I ate bread and olives everywhere I went. It's vacation. Yeah, I drank port wine. I did a food tour. What's that? that? Was, uh, this lesbian woman, her name was Sylvia. It was an LGBTQ-friendly food tour. And I went with about 10 people uh, that were on this. And it was like a three- or four-hour tour throughout Lisbon. And we just ate all these different foods in these different regions of the city. And she explained, I love history. Like, I love history. And Lisbon was wiped out by an earthquake like 400 years ago or 500 years ago. And then a fo- and then followed up by a tsunami right after that. Oh, God. That knocked out the first half of the entire city. Just wiped it all away. So you can Mm-mm. see where it changes. Um, where the city changes, where the water line came to and where it stopped. People there say that this church, this Catholic church, stopped the water from coming any further. Um, but the same Catholic church was also at one point, this is both sides of your culture right here coming in, into, into play. 
Uh, over the course of three days, this one Catholic church, they murdered like thousands of Jewish people in this town. Oh, my God. And then years later, like in the 60s or 70s, not that long ago, there was a huge fire there. And they left the inside of the church charred and they reopened it and fixed, put seats again. But the walls are charred so the Catholics can remember the horrible thing that they did to the Jews hundreds of thousands of years ago. Oh, my God. Hundreds and hundreds of years ago. So it's interesting because they they understand they have a problem problematic past in Portugal. But they've embraced it and said they've tried to learn from it. I love They're that. They're really just a wonderful people. And the food, everything was great. Everything was great. I flew business class, which to me is like oh, something I've just done for the first time Fancy recently. guy. Like international. And it was, that felt like part of the vacation to me. I got to lay on the plane and eat and drink and watch movies and yeah. have some alone time in a private little pod. I just loved everything about it. I can't wait to take my fiance back. Because now I want him to see everything and experience everything. But look, Lisbon is a little known gem in Europe. It's dirt cheap. The people are friendly. The food's incredible. Love the it. sights are beautiful. Highly recommend if anybody gets a chance to travel yeah. internationally. You just have to get a couple extra tests. Yeah, but we're Upload it. them on your app or whatever. It's not that hard. Well, happy birthday, honey. I'm so glad oh, that you had a great you. time. 41. Yikes. Oh, God, I love it. You don't look a day over 20. Okay, that's ridiculous. I can't even try to believe that. Okay, but you look good. Yeah, like 30, look- 35. 32. Yes. Welcome back to the morning beat as we watch from afar our American athletes over in Tokyo doing what they do. Uh, by the way, I got little gifts on every single one of my flights um, from the Olympics. Everything is branded on United because they're the, the official carrier of the Olympics. I have all these little bags and goodies uh, like socks and, and face masks and stuff like that that say Team USA on them. Yeah. I haven't watched any of the Olympics yet. Uh, but if I were to watch the Olympics. Uh, I think I'd be filled with pride this year in a way that maybe not uh, was not in the past. 168 out LGBTQ athletes are at the Tokyo Summer Olympics. That number is three times the amount of out athletes that competed in Rio in 2016. Impressive stuff. What does that say to you? Um, and also, I will point out that a large, 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 large number of these athletes are lesbian women. Love it. Uh, I, which I think it's still maybe a little easier for women to come out in sports as lesbian than it is for men to come out in sports as gay. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, sports like soccer and basketball, uh, half the team you know, is queer. Um, but uh, does it make you proud? Does it make you want to watch a little yeah. bit more? Does it make you just want to cheer from afar or you don't really care at all? No, listen, I, I think it's really, really important. And I think that visibility we have learned is just so, so important. I got into a heated discussion during vacation with a cis white man. Aye, aye, aye. And um, straight? Gay. Yeah, straight. Okay. Because I'm a cis white man. He, I just want to see where the clarification. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. me, right? No. Yeah, okay. no, 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 no. He was straight, and he really thought that he was woke. But he, um, Lisa had made a comment that uh, she was like, you know, there uh, we're coming up with this thing where like uh, we may be able to share bone marrow as women to be able to create a baby. Like, isn't that crazy? Like, mm. we were just having a full sure. conversation. Science. And he was like, so you don't need men. So you just think you don't need men. And got really upset. Oh, wow. Started freaking out. And then he was not understanding the importance of visibility. He was like, well, I don't care. You can be whatever you want. And like, just the conversation that we did not anticipate having and we just had to say very calmly to him you know 
It's not about you. Visibility is so important. It's not about you. It's not about you. And, uh, you know, the misogyny of it all, that was a lot. And it was just like to see these lesbian women coming out as women, as lesbian women in sports is really exciting just for me. It's really fascinating, too, that, that he had that response because I think that's actually probably the most accurate depiction of what cis white men in particular are struggling with. The idea that the world might not need them. That, that and the it world really does not was. revolve around them. Right. Like, why on earth would you care how another couple has a child? Because he's not needed, right? Who cares? But Ain't nobody asking you for anything. That, Of course, and that's what we're saying. But it was really clear to me having that conversation that I think a lot of men share that You sentiment. know why they freak out? Because they do need women to have children. Yeah. Women don't need men. Yeah. But he could not have that conversation. That goes against the entire narrative that has been created globally by white cis men in particular since the beginning of time. Yeah, well, and that's why it's really exciting to see these women who have often been told for centuries, you belong in the kitchen, you're just Mm. made to, you know, and now they're like dominating. Yeah. Yeah. Dominating sports. In Tokyo right now, the number of publicly out, and these are just the ones who have publicly come out of the closet, LGBTQ plus athletes. Uh, is greater than the total athletes who have competed in all previous Olympic Games. We're talking winter and summer combined. Combined. Incredible. In the entirety of the Olympic history, there are more people competing uh, publicly, openly out and proud right now than the rest of the Olympics combined ever. It's amazing. That's insane. Insane. The Olympics have been going on for a long, long time. Yeah. That does make me proud. I am excited to, you know, it takes a couple days after you get back uh, from vacation to sort of settle back in. But I will definitely uh, be watching. Um, The United States has the most out athletes of any with more than 30 out athletes that we know of. Uh, About a fifth of those uh, uh, of all of those on the entire list uh, globally. Also, uh, Canada has 17, and the UK has 16. Um, Brazil, Australia, New Zealand, all with representation in the double digits. It's pretty cool. That's great, though, especially with Brazil and other countries, because I think it tracks the U.S. would have the most out athletes, because still, we have to remember, in other countries, it's not acceptable being out. No. Um, still punishable by death in some countries. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just happy that there's being visibility. The women's basketball team, just just for reference, let me just count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, <laughs> 13 women just in, playing basketball internationally in, I think, 1, 2, 3... Four or five of those are on Team USA. It's a lot of lesbians I on our basketball it. team. I mean, that really, that makes sense. So, but listen, if we're talking misogyny and the importance of that, remember when they uh, prepared the women's locker team, the locker yes. team, the women's locker room yep. with like one five pound weight and they were like, get to it, ladies. And the men had like a full gym built yeah, for them. It was like incredible. So, AJ, you brought up the women's basketball team had, had so many. Uh, the women's soccer is a little bit more. It's 48 uh, across Gosh. all nations. Lesbians. I mean, listen, me and Lisa play soccer. Lesbians love lesbian. soccer. Also rugby. Oh, God, there are so many. Soccer. Everybody's a lesbian. I love it. That's why you and Lisa are soccer players, That's you little why. lesbos. I know. We just should have known. I actually showed Lisa a photo of me of my soccer photo yesterday, and she was like, oh, 
God, I would have had the biggest crush on you. And I was like, go off. I might frame it. Little, you know, shocking turn of events. We only have one, two, three, four women on our softball team. I remember my mom. Mom used to tell me she played softball for a little group called the Salina Suns back in the day where I'm from in Ohio. And she said that she thought that they were trying to recruit her to be a lesbian because she oh felt God. like there were lesbians on the softball team back then. And she was lesbian! nervous about that. Yeah. Low-key in a different time, in a different era, my mom totally could have been a lesbian. Like yeah. she totally – she was a jock, an athlete. She always has her hair cut short. She just happened to fall in love with a couple of men named Steve over the years. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it turned out the way that... <laughs> Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Before we head over to uh, Michaela for What's Poppin', I do want to remind you our show is also a podcast. Download the Odyssey app. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y over at odyssey.com. Listen to our show uh, as a podcast anywhere you take your mobile device. While you're at it, please invite a friend or family member to do the same. We appreciate your support, as always. Uh, Michaela Gordon. What's poppin'? Um, okay, so there's a lot going on. Uh, I gotta just say very quickly, the world is changing whether or not people want to get on board. And this is incredible. The Norwegians uh, women's beach handball team is refusing to wear bikini bottoms. And if you think about it, that totally tracks. I mean, men don't have to wear bikini bottoms and have their butts out mm-hmm. and when you're trying to play a competitive sport you're not trying to pick your wedgie and like have your booty showing amen so uh pink said i'm very proud of the norwegian female beach handball team for protesting the very sexist rules about their uniform the european handball federation should be fined for sexism good on you ladies i'll be happy to pay your fines for you keep it up and that's in regards to the federation um saying that they would fine uh the players that did not follow dress code which is now obviously prompting a change in the dress code that is much needed but you know i feel like i didn't even realize how much women were um sexualized and it's all tracking now there was this photo that went around forever of this volleyball player and she um the premise of the photo was how big her butt was and how like good it looked and it was really just her trying to play volleyball mm-hmm. and uh yeah I, I think this is amazing I'm, I'm just so proud of these women and being like we're not doing it we don't care what you think yeah we've been sexualizing women in sports forever yeah. You know, we talked about the, what's her name, the, the little bunny from Space Jam. Remember, we had that, what was oh, her name? Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny. And how uh, they changed her character for this time around for the second Space Jam and how you were like, you know, why? Like, why do we need to make her a sex object? Why can't she just be pretty and athletic? Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, that's a cartoon, obviously, but like, that's how we treat women. Yeah, it's so weird. And, you know, somebody, a burlesque dancer posted about this the other day. She said, um, in just total other regards, we're fine with bikinis on the beach, but when a woman, like, walks around in lingerie or feels beautiful, and sometimes that even is more clothing, we, like, sexualize that. Uh, And I think that, like, all around, all together, we just, we have to stop telling women what to do, how to wear things. I was reminded of this in Europe. Everywhere. At the pool, at our hotel, at the beach, women are just sunbathing topless. Yeah. Sitting up, walking around topless, completely topless. Yeah. And young boys, men there, they're not taking pictures, they're not staring, they're not giggling. It's just part of their body. 
And it's no different than a man being topless. Yet here in the United States, we hypersexualize women. And it's just not the case in other parts of the world. I, I, I'm, like, I'm like, as a gay man, I was like, am I uncomfortable right now? Not really. But also, I'm like, I haven't seen boobs like that in a while. I yeah. say the word boobs on the radio. But, yeah. Uh, but it, they're, just, they're just breasts. It's part of the body. Yeah. They feed humans. That's literally their <laughs> sole purpose. Uh, so good on Pink. I love that. And uh, congratulations to these women. I love that you're taking a stand. Now, coming up in our next hour, Dr. James joins us to talk about the Delta variant, uh, latest life expectancy decline, all the things that you need to know, uh, and if we're really going to be shutting down again, coming up next. You know, I'm feeling good as hell, too. I just spent two weeks in Europe eating sardines and anchovies, Mm. olives, eating all sorts of bread. I ate ate my way through Europe, Yes, amen. All I did. I drank sangria to my heart's content. You should. I drank... Port from Portugal. I mean, I lived my best life. I love it. I understand Lizzo now. I understand that song like I've never yes. understood it before. And you also are living your best life. And you're going to tell us all about it in about 13 minutes from right now. Next hour, in our final hour, about an hour and 13 minutes. You're yeah. going to have to wait a little bit longer. Trust me, it's worth the wait. Um, but you had a great time in your home of Las Vegas, which is a vacation destination for everybody on the planet, except for you. Yeah. Except for this last week and a half, it was. It was. I also understand why people say they can only do two days oh in Vegas. Oh my God, yeah, I can't. Vacation three, Vegas. Three tops. Lord. It's a lot. She lived. I'm tired. I am exhausted. You are. But it was worth every minute of it. We get, before we get back to the fun of your storytelling, uh, this hour, though, to clarify, we have Dr. James Simmons joining us for What the Health in 13 Minutes. The Delta variant. The Delta variant. doesn't matter where you are in the world, you hear about it. I yeah. heard about it while I was in Europe. I tried to ignore it. I wore a mask everywhere, as everyone does there, uh, to stay safe. Uh, but he's keeping us safe coming up later this hour. And then we're having fun. Yeah. We're talking to you it's about everything great. you did. With your lover, Lisa, who turned another year younger this this uh, vacation, too. Little Lisa girl. We had the same birthday. Same birthday. I'm still younger than her, though, and I like to remind her that every chance I get. Yeah, good. <laughs> A year younger than both of us. And uh, it's time for you to put on your big girl pants and do some news on the beat. You got it, babe. So a group of senators held a flurry of meetings over the weekend in hopes of getting a viable bipartisan infrastructure bill done today. Now, the key is making sure key Democrats feel like their issues are represented, like Senator Tom Carper, who has concerns over lack of funding for water projects while appeasing as many Republicans as possible, who are generally grumbling over the cost. The bipartisan effort is one part of a two-track strategy to advance the White House's sweeping economic agenda. As Democrats lay the groundwork to advance a $3.5 trillion package expanding the social safety net. Now, in other news, at least 86 active wildfires have charred nearly 1.5 million acres across the U.S., mostly in western states. About 3 million people are under excessive heat warnings in parts of Montana, Oregon, and Idaho, but most warnings will end by Tuesday, and monsoon rains could soon provide relief in some of the drought-stricken areas. Some of the larger blazes are exhibiting what is called extreme fire behavior. These ultra-hot areas essentially create their own weather, complete with alarming rotational patterns, wafting smoke, and clouds. These clouds and haze patterns can travel long distances, and in the case of the Western wildfires, have even made it as far as New York City. It's hot, honey. Those wildfires are starting. Well, speaking of New York City, there's breaking news on the monitor right now that New York City is to uh, set to require all city employees to be vaccinated by September 13th. I feel like cities at this point, governments are starting to say, listen... 
We were really, really patient. Yeah. We let you make your own choices. Yeah. You're now making bad health choices that are impacting our economy and the lives of others. So, if you want to work here, you have to do this thing now. Yeah. I mean, you have to get a license to drive a car. Yeah. Get a vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I I will be so honest. Uh, Being able to be out again, being able to sing again, being able to watch my partner DJ again, that is our mental health. Yeah. It really suffered, and I didn't realize how much it did. Yeah, uh, doing and what you, we love. And to be to be completely transparent, you had hesitancy as well. Ab- listen, absolutely, yep. Yep. and I, that's why I stayed very honest about it, even with our listeners. I just uh, felt nervous. There was also fertility things happening. Sure, uh, but I got the Pfizer vaccine. I feel great, and I feel very happy with the decision that I made. Um, and I, I'm happy to be out and about with my partner. Yeah, doing it the safe way, living your best life instead of living in fear because of some unknown. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, speaking of COVID-19 and vaccinations, people in the U.S. who are not fully vaccinated should avoid bars or restaurants because of the increased risk of contracting COVID-19. The advice, which mirrors the same advice we were getting about a year ago, is another sign of the U.S. pandemic backside. Dr. Anthony Fauci said yesterday the country is going in a wrong direction as vaccination rates fall and models project a worst-case scenario of 4,000 deaths a day if things don't improve. The vaccine divide is a political one. Uh, Polling shows many Americans in conservative states remain deeply skeptical of the vaccine, and many say they'll never get one. However, more conservative leaders are joining the calls to get vaccinated as the Delta variant rips through vulnerable communities. Uh, We will have coming up Dr. James Simmons joining us to discuss that in detail. For now, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of... 95 in Cathedral City with a flash flood warning. 91 in St. Louis, 82 in Cleveland, 91 in Baltimore, 97 in Phoenix, and 91 in Kansas City. Now give us a vibe of the day. Striving for success without hard work is like trying to harvest where you haven't planted. Absolutely. You gotta put in the work. Put in the work. Or just win the lottery. Or also that. Less likely, but also a viable option. Could happen. All right, coming up, Dr. James Simmons is joining us to talk about the latest on the Delta variant and what you need to know coming up next. Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. That is Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, dragging Senator Rand Paul through the coals because he's a moron and he's spreading misinformation about COVID-19 and this Delta variant. Uh, This is the battle of being an American during a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. Uh, This has become so politicized uh, and people see opportunities to advance their careers uh, by spreading misinformation. And that's what's happening right now. It's frustrating. Uh, But here to set the record straight is our very own expert, one of our favorite human beings on the entire planet, Dr. James Simmons. Uh, Welcome to What the Health. Uh, How are you doing and how do you feel when you hear these conversations taking place in our nation's capital? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Well, first of all, welcome back. uh, And thank thank you you for having me. And second, uh, wow, this is uh, just incredible, even to the point where we have so many, you know, lawmakers who won't even disclose their vaccination status because they know that if they are vaccinated or they disclose that they are vaccinated, it will actually make their constituency angry because most of the people in their excuse me districts are unvaccinated. It's quite the thing. And I I really do believe, you know, everyone sort of made a big deal when the Surgeon General came out uh, a couple weeks ago and said that misinformation is one of the the biggest threats to 
us in terms of ever ending the COVID-19 pandemic. And everyone was like, oh, maybe he's being a little bit dramatic. And now I think people are really letting that message settle in in the last couple of weeks that the misinformation machine, primarily driven by about 10 to 12 people, um, primarily on Facebook, really is having an actual real life IRL impact on all of our health. Um, Dr. James, something that keeps being said is, look, if you're not vaccinated, then you stay home. We still want to go out and play the vaccinated ones. Um, why isn't it just that simple? I, I, I wish it was that simple. And this is something that I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm giving you a vulnerable moment here with Dr. James. It's something that I'm really conflicted about because, you know, I, I, I enter this profession and I take care of people who I do not agree with. Uh, politically, I certainly have taken care of people who have swastika tattoos on their bodies, and that's a whole thing. But this is part of what you sign up for when you sign up to be a, a nurse and a, or a physician or whatever. And But then at the same time, the willful ignorance of, of a lot of what's going on here and the fact that those of us who have followed the rules, worn our masks, gotten vaccinated, done everything we need to do, and now we are not the cause of this pandemic continuing and dragging on for forever and ever. It is those people who are actually choosing to ignore the real science, believe the pseudoscience, and then put everyone else in danger. And at that point, it does seem to sort of get conflicting that, you know, I I maybe I probably never thought I'd ever say this a day in my life, but might agree with Alabama Governor KIV, who was like, you know, it's the unvaccinated that are to blame for this, and y'all just need to, you know, shut your mouths and go get back. Well, yeah, at, at some point, a little bit of tough love has to come into play. And I'll tell you, James, you know, we see this report that um, the CDC just said that life expectancy in the United States fell by a year and a half in 2020. So not only did we, in many ways, lose the year of 2020, we're losing an additional year and a half off the end of our life expectancy because of it. And so much of that. Uh, and as you know, uh, conversations that many people just aren't willing to have or acknowledge is the mental health aspect of this all. And I've been so responsible this entire pandemic, you know, canceling vacations when I thought that the numbers were too high, uh, getting advice from people before I made choices for myself, always wearing my mask everywhere I go. And at this point, I'm tired of it. Like I've done everything that was asked of me and it feels like we're now bending a knee to those who were just, like you said, just ignorant, who've decided that they are smarter than, than scientists and smarter than our medical professionals. And I'm done with that. Like, I'm going to keep myself safe, but I'm really, really, really frustrated. Yeah. It's, it's super frustrating. And, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a fine line that we sort of have to, have to walk. Um, I do think that a little bit of tough love is, is absolutely warranted at this phase because, you know, we are to the point where millions and millions of individuals have had the vaccine and... And have, you know, we've discussed side effects on the show multiple times and what potentially, you know, what are some small risks or, or dangers of the vaccines or whatever. No one ever came out and said that this vaccine was going to be 100 percent risk free. You know, one of the things that I think so many people are caught up on, and this is discussions I have with other people often, is that it, the vaccines are under an emergency use authorization. And that so many people will feel so much more comfortable getting the vaccines once the FDA gives it full approval, their full authorization. That is expected sometime soon. So I'm a little bit optimistic that some people who have been waiting uh, for the FDA to give this the full authorization will then actually go and get the vaccine. What's but your, ultimately, your, I think that... 
No, to your point though, I think, and I want—I really want to like hone in on this because that is very, very, very real. You know, people are getting misinformation, but they're also genuinely scared. They're genuinely concerned. Uh, listen to this woman explain why she waited, and then what were the the repercussions? Uh, yeah, the repercussions of that. I was one of those people that was like, I can't believe people are just going to just inject their body with this medication. There's, we don't know enough about it. Now I'm just like, it's just a shot. Just get the stupid shot. That vaccine could have stopped all of this. Just one little shot. And I feel foolish that I didn't get it. Like so many others, she was fully hesitant. Yeah. You know, and- it's. I mean, look, I we've been transparent from the beginning. Thankfully, I've gotten the vaccine. But I didn't get the vaccine when everybody else did because I was a little bit nervous. I didn't know if it was going to affect the fertility journey that I'm on. Johnson Johnson had a hiccup, and that's what you were and planning on getting. And that was the one I planned mm-hmm. on getting. And listen, everybody knows I love a filler and a Botox moment. So it's not like I'm totally, you know, blind by that as well. But I was nervous. I feel really good now that I have my uh, vaccine and, and, you know, I can be in the world but uh, you know it, it it was scary and i will say though i feel so much better now that, that i've had it and and that fear michaela actually came from whether it was directly to you or not that there was no evidence whatsoever that any of these vaccines had anything to do with impacting anyone's fertility but the misinformation machine about this even helped bring up that as a question in you. And you ultimately trusted people who understand science, understand medicine, understand how vaccines work. But even this is how powerful this misinformation machine is. You probably didn't have people who were constantly posting to your social media how this was going to make you infertile. But there was just enough of that misinformation out there to to cause you question. And that's what we say when this thing is so powerful. Even people who aren't flooded with this crap in their feeds constantly still have these questions that you should question things or you shouldn't just blindly let anyone stick well, you yeah, with something. Hu- but also, like, the misinformation is a really big deal. It's human nature. If a thousand people tell you, James, Dr. James, that you are handsome and gorgeous, right, and one person tells you oh, that, you're, you. that you're fat, which thing do you hold on to? Oh, Honey, the fat thing. All day long. And (laughs) that's exactly what it is. We hear from scientists and medical professionals around the world that this thing is safe. And you hear the one case out of the millions and you hold on to that. It's human nature. But we have to fight back against that. And uh, and you're doing a great job helping Mm -hmm. us do that. We thank you for that. Uh, but we're not done with you yet, right, no. Michaela? We're going to continue talking uh, to you, Dr. James Simmons. Monkeypox. I've never heard of it, but what? we're asking if it could be the new COVID. We'll discuss next. Sam Smith may be dancing with a stranger, but we're dancing with one of our favorite dance partners on the planet, Dr. Mm. James Simmons. It's what the health. Uh, thank you so much for joining us once again. Uh, we're talking monkeypox. Michaela said she's never heard of it. Never. I vaguely have heard of monkey pox. I have no idea what it is. Uh, but we're asking the question, is it the new COVID? What's going on? Oh, Lord, no, it is not the new COVID. I love getting able to, being able to answer that question right away. <laughs> it is Thank not God. the new COVID, but <laughs> this is something we got to look at. We got to take this a little bit seriously. So monkey pox is so named because it was first identified in laboratory monkeys. Is primarily a, it's in the family of smallpox viruses. So it's similar to smallpox, much less transmissible, much less deadly. It's typically found in Central and Western Africa. Um, Although there was a small outbreak in the United States in 2000, 
three because this little virus likes to jump species pretty easily. And so there were actually some rodents that came over from a West African country. The rodents bit prairie dogs in the United States, and then there were some prairie dogs that spread it here. It's kind of interesting. But for this particular, I know, isn't that wild? So for this particular outbreak, though, one man was identified with something of a kind of an odd respiratory illness on a plane from Nigeria to Dallas. So in Dallas, they quarantined him right away. CDC got called. Everyone was like, what's going on here? And they tested him and they're like, oh, my gosh, you have monkeypox. So this person has been quarantined in the hospital. They're actually doing really well. But the issue here now is that our old friend contact tracing, right? So they're saying, all right, everyone who was on the plane, everyone who came in contact with this person, we need to go find them, evaluate them, make sure that they are not ill and have this and haven't spread it to anybody else. And so far, they're not finding that this has caused a widespread outbreak, but they're still kind of early in the contact tracing process. Monkeypox are ugly. I'm looking them up right now. They look, yeah. the blisters are terrible. That's it, awful. It's just so weird because we're hearing these things pop up that used to, I mean, I think of monkeypox and I think of the movie Outbreak years ago like that's my understanding of of, of these sorts of diseases uh we just saw a kid just the other day it was i believe it was in utah or colorado died of the plague and that still happens on occasion too here in the united states every few years somebody will get really sick or die from the plague um (laughs) you know though i speaking of that i want to say something in regards to uh vaccinations uh and again just why they are important it was a post that said um There was a little boy looking at their mom and it was like a tetanus shot. And they were like, oh, why did you get why do you have one of those? And I don't. And she was like, because it it worked like these vaccinations work so that people back in the day, we don't get all of these old flus that are old diseases or illnesses that we could get. And I just thought that was so interesting. The reason we're getting vaccinated is so our children don't end up getting this. And then to think of things like the plague, like it's you you still can can still get these things. Sure. And, and polio, smallpox, measles, mumps, rubella, all of these different things, so many diseases that we have essentially eradicated because of vaccines in general. And it's almost like the out of sight, out of mind thing. Um, or, you know, we as a species continue to repeat our history and do the same dumb things that our ancestors did. We just do them over and over again. So because polio, you know, my, my grandmother had what's called post-polio syndrome. She was um, essentially, she had to use either crutches or a wheelchair her entire life. She had a really significant, we would call it a, a hump back sort of, right? She was essentially crippled by this disease and she developed post-polio syndrome. You don't see that anymore. You, no, one, no one has polio or post-polio syndrome and the horribly debilitating impacts of that because of vaccines. So that you're literally here with your full breath, with a healthy body, with a sound mind, to make these dumb decisions and continue to spread this misinformation about thing about vaccines because of vaccines. Like the irony sometimes is is way, way, way too much. For and also, to let's just keep yeah. in fact that, that that those vaccines were created with a fraction of the science and the, the advances that we have nowadays. Absolutely. Unfortunately, though, they were also uh, created in a time things now are, are very politicized and they're social media. So misinformation spreads like wildfire. Mm-hmm. But thank you for uh, setting the record straight, James. Thank you, Dr. James Simmons. You, absolutely. My pleasure, y'all. All right. Coming up, Little Nas X has put out a provocative video after... Uh, he reveals he may be going to jail. We discuss coming up next. I'm going to tell you what. I was in Europe for a couple of weeks, and I was still not immune to pop culture moments 
that shake the planet to its core. One of those came once again from our very own Lil Nas X. Michaela, yes. Michaela, Michaela, Michaela. I've been waiting for this one. What's popping? He's an icon. There's just not enough to say about him. I will say this may be a biased friend thing. I will say that I feel like Todrick tried to do this a couple years ago, uh, but it's Little Nas X's time to shine. He uh, has a new song out called Industry Baby from his album Montero, uh, and the video is insane. It's amazing. He's not backing down from stirring up controversy. Um, and after lap dancing Satan, he is now uh, in prison mm-hmm. dropping the soap, honey. The boys are naked in the choreography. It's like The pants are sagging. They're wearing pink jumpsuits. Oh, it's yeah. hot. And this is coming off the heels of him possibly having to go to jail uh, due the to the Nike collab that was the not, Nike collab, the apparently. not actually a Nike collab. Remember they had the 666, the blood yes. in the shoes? Yeah, but the song is lit. Let's take a listen. Running from nothing. The break is over. Uh, this song was also co-produced by Kanye West. Oh, really? Which is iconic. That's sick. I didn't know that. he uh, Kanye West actually was in the news because he was supposed to release his album, Donda, which he decided not to release. Interesting Kanye West Trump supporter worked with Lil Nas X on this song. But Kanye's never really been like anti-gay. He's never really been no, about those uh-uh. lyrics. He's always been very open-minded and about, you know, love. Uh it's wild. Lil Nas X to me also, I know he's so young, but he gets sexier and sexier with every video. Uh, he is and I, I, so come into his own. I do want to circle back around to this because you made the comment about Todrick Hall. And I think that what happens oftentimes in, in the industry, and we've seen it a million times, is that somebody needs to stick their neck out for somebody else to go a little further. Well, if you remember the video that Todrick just put out before this video, all those boys were naked. Yep. He was naked in it too. Yep. Um It's a diff it's a different demographic. Like he I feel like Billy Porter stuck his neck out so Todrick Hall could go a little further. And because of Todrick Hall normalizing so many different things within our community, within especially the queer black community, I feel like Lil Nas X is allowed to go a little further and a little bigger. And let's also just keep in mind that Todrick's doing just fine. He's on a oh, world tour and has bought himself a yeah. gorgeous multi-million dollar no, home. No, he's doing amazing. But yeah. I remember the scrutiny that he used to deal yeah. with when he would release certain things. And I think it's funny because the same people that are like, yes, little Nas X are the same people that are like, how dare you, Todrick Hall? Well, you want to know why? Live in your truth. I think people don't. First of all, people are afraid of people who live unabashedly just in their truth. Yeah. That, that's very intimidating to people. And they also don't know what they don't know until they know it. Simon Cowell was very problematic with Todrick Hall when he was on American Idol. Yes. He didn't like that he was so flamboyant, that he was kind of feminine, that he was kind of Broadway. And Broadway was like the, the, the code for saying you're too gay. Yeah. That's what they used to kind of say on those reality shows. Now, music producers are clamoring to work with people like Lil Nas X and Todrick. Because he's been like, all right, I'm going to do it all on my own. Yeah. I'm going to do it my own way. And Todrick speaks to a different demographic, I think. And he gives power to the powerless. Lil Nas X is just like, just knocking doors down right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's a little different. 
I, I think there's space for both of them. I, I think so, too. All right, well, uh, coming up, we were all vacation, guys, and I went on a vacation. <laughs> it was amazing how it all turned out. I vacationed to my hometown and ended it doing a performance for my grandma, Vivian. Find out the details next. Coming up this hour on the morning beat, we have a fantastic hour planned for you. Uh, and about that, uh, 13 minutes from right now, Michaela is sharing stories from her time away. We both took some vacation the last couple of weeks. I went to Europe. Michaela went home, which also <laughs> involves Europe, sort of. Kind Par- of. Paris, Paris. Yeah. Par- I always call it Paris, Paris, like New York, New York. Paris, but yeah, I went to Paris and New York. Where else did I go? The Venetian. I went to Italy. It- Italy, yeah. It you was did a, wonderful. You did a tour of the of the world yeah. from Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes, I did. She also went to a park, I think. She, you went to a park? I went. Did I go to a park? Park MGM? I went to a park. park she went to a park. I, to, I did so many things. Ugh. I went to the Vatican, a.k.a. a Catholic church. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, can't wait to hear all about it. Also can't wait to get back to Vegas. You and I have never gone to Vegas together before, and we need to. Yeah. Well, maybe the 21st. Uh, we've got a big gig coming. I got this is a well, we'll talk about it during the uh, I can't vacation, wait to guys. hear all about it, but we're going to uh, share those stories in just a moment. Uh, but right now, it is time for news on the beat. Uh, what do you have for us? Okay, well, a growing number of Republicans want House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and GOP leadership to punish uh, representatives of Liz Cheney and Adam. Kinzinger for accepting a position from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to serve on the select committee investigating the January 6th insurrection. Many seemed content to let Cheney serve on the committee without much of a fight, but things got more complicated when Pelosi announced yesterday that Kinzinger had also accepted her invitation. McCarthy and other House GOP members could strip Cheney and Kinzinger of their other committee assignments, but it's not clear if McCarthy wants to fight that fight. He and Pelosi already locked horns last week when she rejected two of his chosen committee appointees. The GOP leader withdrew all five of his picks in response. Now, in other news, uh, a group of senators had a held a flurry of meetings over the weekend in hopes to getting a viable bipartisan infrastructure bill done today. The key is making sure key Democrats feel feel like their issues are represented, like Senator Tom Harper, who has concerns over lack of funding for water projects, while appeasing as many Republicans as possible who are generally grumbling over the cost. The bipartisan effort is one part of a two-track strategy to advance the White House's sweeping economic agenda as Democrats lay the groundwork to advance a $3.5 trillion package expanding the social safety net. All right, running out news on the beat this morning. People in the U.S. who aren't fully vaccinated should avoid bars or restaurants because of the increased risk of contracting COVID-19. Uh, The advice, which mirrors the same advice we were getting about a year ago, is another sign of the U.S. pandemic backslide. Dr. Anthony Fauci said yesterday the country is going in the wrong direction as vaccination rates fall and models project a worst-case scenario of 4,000 deaths a day if things do not improve. The vaccine divide is a political one. Uh, Polling shows many Americans in conservative states remain deeply skeptical of the vaccine, and many say they'll never get one. However, more conservative leaders are joining the calls to get vaccinated as the Delta variant rips through vulnerable communities. All right, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of 91 in Kansas City, 86 in Miami, 64 in San Francisco, 90 in Atlanta, 88 in Chicago, 91 in St. Louis, 93 in Cathedral City with heavy, heavy rain, and 95 in Indio, another flash flood 
Warning. St. Louis just also, uh, another mask mandate went into effect just this morning while we were live on the air in St. Louis. I think it's going to start happening in more and more cities across the country. I'll tell you what, when we were in Vegas, we were walking around and literally just over a one day span, people had to start wearing their masks again too. Uh, and I know in California, when we all got back to L.A., we have to wear them here, too. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. It's just so unfortunate. If you uh, missed any conversation that we had, we got to speak with Dr. James Simmons in the uh, last hour. You could always download our podcast uh, at odyssey.com. He spoke on this, but it just does. It seems so unfair that uh, because people are choosing to not get vaccinated, we have to go back yeah. to wearing masks and being stuck inside of the it's house. A tricky, tricky time. Yeah, it really is. I'm over it. All right, give us a vibe of the day. I can do that. Striving for success without hard work is like trying to harvest where you haven't planted. Nothing's going to grow there. I'll tell you that much. Nothing's going to grow. All right. Well, I got to have a vacation right alongside AJ Gibson, except I went home for vacation. Find out how I spent my time in Vegas and for Lisa's birthday and how it ended up with me uh, on a boat yesterday. Coming up next. Come on. Oh. I like this song. Justin. Yes, this is what I missed about you. You came in at the weirdest part of the song. Yeah, just do Come it. on. Where's, where's the part? At some point, it's got to go to the chorus, babe. Viva Las Vegas. Is that what we're listening to? Yeah. You're incredible. Okay. You're talking up until we get to... Well, honey, we're going to be listening to it for the rest of the <laughs> I'm not going to be able to share any other stories that happened to me. Viva Las Vegas is right. Yes. Michaela's hometown. That's right. I got on a plane very, very, very far away for the entire uh, vacation because I just wanted to be away from y'all. I was, I was, I needed to break. Yeah. Michaela went home. Yeah. Well, listen, okay, this whole trip was so unintentional. So a couple months ago, I said, Lisa, for your birthday, I want to make it very special. She said, okay. She loves going in the water. We decided we were going to go to Hawaii. That felt really great. We were going to take the whole vacation to do so. And at the last minute, everything went wrong. (laughs) Everything just went wrong. And we did not get to go to Hawaii. So then I said, okay, I'm going to make it very special. I'm going to take her to Santa Barbara. We'll go for a couple days. We got the hotel rooms. We had this whole plan. And uh, then that went wrong. I helped you book a hotel room. Did you get the money back? Yeah, I did. Okay, good, I good, did. Good. Uh, so what ended up happening was we had the opportunity to go to Usher uh, the Friday that we started vacation mm-hmm. because Sky- His new residency in Vegas. His new huge residency in deal. Vegas. Huge deal. And Sky, who's like my mom and who I sang with at Rose Rabelai, uh, is opening the show. Mm. So she said, come, I'll get you tickets. And I said, okay, well, what we'll do is we'll just go to Vegas for the couple days and then we'll just come back home. Well, literally everything just turned upside down again. We went to uh, the Usher show. And while we were there, Lisa got news that she finally sold her house. So that was like such a big deal. Oh, uh, we were so excited. And then... Because she has property in Vegas. And she, one of her houses. She, yes. Yep, yep. Yes. So we then... Uh, it was my grandma's birthday. That was Sky's birthday. Then it was my grandma's birthday. So we saw my aunt and uncle. And they said, hey, we want to remind you that next Friday we're having... Having the Catholic Mass for your grandma since we didn't get to have one because of COVID. And I was like, oh, Lord, well, maybe we should just stay in Vegas then so, so we don't have sort to drive back. Backlogged masses? Yeah. Of the, oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. So then we said uh, on that Saturday, okay, we'll just stay until Friday. Why don't we just do whatever comes up 
That's what we'll do. No sweat, no big deal. Well, people from around the world plan entire vacations in Las Vegas, yeah, your hometown. But I guess we never thought of but it yeah, like that. Yeah, but for you, it's just your hometown. Well, Saturday morning, I get a call. Um, Delilah Las Vegas just opened up at the Wynn. It's Huge. the hottest new spot. Billboards all over Los Angeles. Everywhere. And they said, hey, do you want to come Sunday night and sing for the jazz night? And I was like, uh, yeah, doy. That was like so exciting. So, Sunday night, I sang at Delilah. Me and Lisa played. We had the best time. And then literally the entire week, we were able to go to all of these shows. We had a beautiful dinner at the Wynn, which was phenomenal. And then we tried to go into the club. I will be honest. We went to the club. Everything was taken care of. And Lisa said, you know, I know, like we're vaxxed but I'm not comfortable it's just too much for me a lot. and I was like that's a reality that's okay that's fine so we uh we just had the best time we ate so much food we went to all the shows I will say that following week I said to her mom and her sister hey I'd love to get uh, take you to see Atomic Saloon which is a show in Vegas from Spiegel World they do absinthe it's a whole thing now, they're very Armenian. They're, like, kind of older. So Lisa's I, family. Yes. Yes, yes. So it's Lisa's niece, sister, mother. We go to see Atomic Saloon. It was the filthiest show. <laughs> it was not a family-friendly show. There were strippers. There were nuns acting out crazy. I had to profusely apologize to Lisa's family. And then her mom was like, well, it's not like I don't know what a bleep bleep <gasps> is. And I was like... Please don't ever say that word to okay, me again. Um, that's very real. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I know what it is. And I was like, oh God, this is my life right now. I just wanted to impress Lisa's family. And it was like strippers whipping their hair. So that was fine. That was our Thursday. And then uh, Friday, we went to my grandma's mass. Mm. It all worked out so I could be there for my grandma. I sang Amazing Grace. She was well, she was still dead, right? She wasn't there. She, she was did not, make a comeback. Got it for She did. For the... um... <laughs> oh, Vivian. <laughs> oh, Vivian. Aww. I know. I got to sing Amazing Grace. And you know what's so funny is it all really ended up working itself out so much. Because, yeah. you know, we originally wanted to go to Hawaii. But her only wish was that I sang Amazing Grace my entire life at her funeral. Also, if you'd been in Hawaii, you'd have been, you'd felt so guilty. That you missed I it. You'd have felt so mad have, at yourself. I would have never forgiven myself. Also, you you have a, literally a planner in front of you. Why do you not write these things down? I <laughs> just didn't. I, I I didn't even look at my planner. I didn't look at anything yeah. this vacation. <laughs> I because I do. I literally even work on my vacations, and I was like, we're just gonna wing it and do whatever. I'm all for that. It was so good, and then it was so fun. We finally got back. We went to an LAFC game Saturday night. Which, by the way, Kim. can I get an invite to one? I want to yes. go to one so bad. Oh my god! I've of only course. been to one ever. Not just yeah. one, not just one invite, please. Oh no! Yeah, well, you you eventually, but me first. Yeah, of course. Yes, well, <laughs> I went to one game years ago and had so much fun at it. Well, I don't even like soccer. There's so much fun, but you know, Lisa's the biggest soccer fan. Yeah. So Jordan, uh, my dear friend Kim, put together this whole event. Her husband plays for them. He's mm-hmm. a pro athlete. Yeah, he yeah. brought her a soccer ball that he signed. He's cute too. He's so cute. <laughs> and then yesterday we uh, hung out with them. We did uh, paddleboarding. Yeah, and it was so fun. Yes, yeah. Kim's sister, we said, Kiki, hold the backpack with all the stuff in it. Yeah, she fell in. Our phones, everything, drenched. All the electronics. Thank God. You just had regular backpacks, not like waterproof ones. Yeah, she just had a regular backpack. Really dumb. (laughs) I know. I know. We don't. Well, iPhones luckily now are pretty waterproof. Yeah, so it was fine. It still works. Uh, But all in all, it was just so great, and it's so funny because 
I tend to like to plan things still,、mm-hmm. but all the things I wanted to do. I mean, you know this. I、uh, really wanted to sing at Delilah's in、yeah. Vegas, and the opportunity presented itself without me having to do anything,、mm-hmm. and that was awesome.、And、Get out of your own way. I have to. Yeah. And then it finished with、uh, I will be singing with Brian Newman, who's Lady Gaga's guy.、Uh, they did their event、uh, after dark. When her residency was there,、yeah. and he asked me to be his featured singer. She used to do stuff with Tony Bennett. A few yeah, nights a week. Yeah, yeah,、mm-hmm. there, so incredible. And so it was just, it was amazing. More importantly, me and Lisa got to reconnect, which we just so desperately needed. We're like best <sighs> lesbians, friends. Lesbians, get over just it. Just stupid lesbians doing stupid lesbian last, stuff. Last question. Go on. How are the dogs? Oh God, they're just thriving.、Good. They love it. They got to be with us on vacation too. My、so、dog were... peed on me when I came home from、oh, Europe. So he was, was so happy. He loves、yeah. you. So it was so great. <laughs> I have to say, for somebody that never took vacation, I will never live in a world where vacation does not exist. It's important. It's so important. And sometimes it's just in your own backyard. Yeah. Literally, you don't、yeah. even have to spend any money.、You、just be like, hey, can everyone send me free stuff? I'm going on a vacation. <laughs> and then they do, and it's awesome. <laughs> All right, coming up in what did I miss? The Olympics. Olympics are here, but、uh, thanks to this NBC report, it seems like a lot of people just don't care. We'll discuss why next. Got some good stories for you to send you off into your day with some love and light in your heart. The first one comes from the great state of California,、Ooh. where we are currently. Uh, sometimes we we definitely get it right here in California, leading the nation in causes that are near and dear to our hearts, and this is not an exception.、Uh, California is set to permanently begin providing free school meals for students this fall, in a move that many advocates are praising as a big step forward、uh, to ending food insecurity. I think this is such a no-brainer. There is not a kid in this country、Hello. who should go to school and worry about whether or not they can afford to eat. That's insane. Insane. And when school should never happen. And when people try to pay off bills for students who can't afford, and 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 local school city councils get involved, and the government gets involved, it's such a crock. These kids did nothing. They're trying to learn. Yeah. Feed them. Of course.、Uh, take it out of our taxpayer dollars. I don't care. Th- that is a place I'm happy to put my money. Nourish these children so they can be in a healthy, happy, safe environment and learn whatever they can learn. Yeah, it's just crazy to me to think that like, what is it, a buck, a dollar fifty two dollars, whatever for a school lunch, that should be subsidized by taxpayer dollars. A thousand percent. It should be a part of it. Listen, and, and I would pay that happily for multiple kids. Of course. Yeah.、Uh, so that is really cool because I mean, almost sixty percent of California's six point two million students had qualified for free or reduced price meals、uh, in twenty twenty. Sixty percent. Yeah, these families need it. They need the help. They need、It's、it so badly. Food. Yeah, give them food and also make it kind of healthy. Yeah, I but, love that. But also do those rectangular pizzas on Fridays that are so. Oh、bomb. my God! Shut up! I know, the, I know, you know I know, I know. They're trash and, they and they're delicious. So good. So good. Oh my God! Because they were like pizza bagels. That was like the taste of it. Yes, yes. But like trash. But in a rectangle.、So mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, love it. Okay. Well, have you ever heard of a support animal?、Um, I have one. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a support owl? Uh, I think Harry Potter had one. Name well, is he- Hegwood. Hegwood. Hedwig. 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 I can't say that word. <laughs> okay. Well, this owl's name is Louis. 
and he belongs to J-Lo Miles, uh, and he has a PTSD barn owl, and they're bonded, and together they're on a mission to help raise awareness for mental health and those who are battling PTSD and the stigma attached to it. Now, he's a photojournalist based in Wales, um, and he says, I try to find uplifting stories. Uh, I'm sorry, a photojournalist named Joanne Randalls uh, recently joined the duo for a hike to the highest peak, and she said, I, I try to find uplifting stories, and J-Lo Miles' inspirational owl story is just so sweet, uh, and this owl is just, like, wonderful, and um, he helps overcome the PTSD, and uh, it's something that you wouldn't necessarily expect from an owl, but mm. it's really great. He, like, hangs out with them, and they go on hikes together, and uh, they've decided to share their story uh, to normalize PTSD. I love that. Yeah. How about this? The UK, they're on a sort of a path towards uh, a smoke-free future. Uh, the government recently announced its own goal to make England smoke-free by 2030. We're talking about cigarettes. Uh, and they will be considered smoke-free when the nation's smoking rates are less than 5%. This is interesting because when I was in Spain, smokers everywhere. People walking up and down the streets, smoking oh, in that. restaurants. This is very common still. Uh, here in the United States, it's becoming less and less common over the years. Well, part of this effort uh, is uh, Philip Morris International, which is, to be fair, uh, different from Philip Morris uh, here in the United States. Uh, but they are the makers of cigarettes like Marlboro, right? Iconic brands. Uh, they're set to stop selling all of their products in the UK. All of them. Wow. Yeah. You know what, though? It's great. I When we were in Vegas... We went to one of the hotels that you can still smoke all over. Mm-hmm. And me and Lisa. It's weird. Oh my so God. Gross. We got home and we were so congested. Our chests hurt. Mm-hmm. It, Lisa said, we cannot go back there, babe. I'm so sorry. Well, I get sick every time I go to Vegas when I'm in too much smoke. Yep. They're trying to diversify their portfolio and they hope that more than half of their revenues will come from smoke free products by the year 2025. I think that's so great. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. All right, you guys. Well, thank you, as always, for tuning in. It feels so good to be back. Uh, I hope that you missed us a little bit. We have a great show for you this week. We're here all week, back to normal. Wait, five days in a row? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Are I got to rest up. Yeah, you got to go to sleep. Yeah, because we're back to work, babe. <laughs> uh, thank you, as always, for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.